Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, a brand new episode of To Whom It May Concerns Hood Professionals. I'm your elated host, AP, and not also am I your elated host. I'm also your disgruntled, slightly frustrated, a little irritated, and agitated host because of today's topic. We are talking about how a lot of y'all are running around here with full-blown attitudes about people collecting unemployment. For the first time in a long time, for a lot of Americans, they are actually making a livable wage by collecting unemployment. Mind you, the only way that you can really collect unemployment is that you first had to have had a job that you were laid off for or fired for some reason that wasn't of your own due cause. What I'm most frustrated about is that if some of us would take the time to do a little research, we would see that a lot of states pay the bare minimum, the bare federal minimum that is required for minimum wage. And I'm talking there are some people who the federal had to come in and say, hey, y'all are definitely not paying enough. Wyoming, Georgia paying $5.15. That is that is their state minimum wage of 515 so i'm really trying to figure out if you are an adult hell if you're even a a a high school student what are you really able to afford and maintain at 515 an hour what are you really able to afford and maintain at 725 an hour please forgive the background noise y'all just if you hear anything just work with me i apologize for that but um, a lot of states do not pay a livable wage when it comes to um, a livable wage when it comes to minimum wage. And then, you know, we also have to factor in the place because certain dollars stretch a little bit longer or they don't stretch long enough depending on where you're living. So for Washington, D.C., who has actually gone up, I believe, to $15 an hour would be more suited for like an Alabama or a Mississippi, right? Because the cost of living is a little bit more um, less. I won't say less is lower. The cost of living is lower. Um, however, but that's that's still all, you know, respective to where where you reside. So... I first became deeply engrossed in this topic when I myself was affected by the coronavirus 19 um, pandemic that laid off a lot of different people. And the way that my particular um, employer was moving at the time, um, it was looking a little shady about me being able to provide for myself like I was before everything had occurred. So I too became a recipient of unemployment. Um, however, it has not, that was not my first time being a recipient of unemployment benefits. Um, that's probably about my third time because unfortunately for me, working in grassroots nonprofit, because there's a difference, working in grassroots nonprofit you're not always guaranteed to get that grant funding 
um, you're not always guaranteed to get private funding or public funding um, back into the programs that, that you're a part of. So it's just like the risk that you take in actively being employed by grassroots nonprofit organizations. Not all of them are the same. You have some grassroots organizations that do very well when it comes to fundraising and things of that nature. Um, I unfortunately <laughs> haven't been necessarily uh, fortunate enough to be connected to those fortunate grassroots organizations. Nevertheless, um, what I wanted to say was, so I was a benefit, a recipient and a, and a beneficiary of unemployment last year was a great thing because it was, while it wasn't what I was making at my current job, let me be very clear. I was making well more than that. Um, it still allowed me to be able to keep my bills current. And I've also, don't get me wrong, I've, I, you know, because we, we move up the ladder and we've all been in, in positions. I won't say we all because I, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I know of others who have not always been in positions when it comes to employment where you've always been able to pay your bills on time or have your bills current. So I've been, I've been blessed to be able to work my way up the ladder of, of salary. So being able to still keep my bills current and not be behind or being, you know, being the red while I was unemployed, I was very thankful for that. However, I started seeing a lot of people giving negative feedback for those who have no fault of their own. Now, it wasn't like a group of people got together who were working at um, some fast food restaurant. And I can't even say fast food restaurant because those were our essential workers who were still working, honey. Let, let me be very clear. People who are mostly getting connected to these minimum wages or below living wages were quote unquote called our essential workers. However, when it comes time for us to bestow upon them a more livable wage or wage increase, here y'all come out the woodworks with all this cattiness. I'm not understanding it. Okay, but let me digress because I'm, I'm I'm moving ahead of myself. I told y'all I'm, I'm I'm very passionate and disgruntled and disappointed in the lack of humanity surrounding this subject. So let me dial back a little bit. Let me reel it in. So I appreciated being able to keep myself afloat during the time of unemployment. But however, I started seeing a lot of backlash that was coming from those who were fortunate enough to still be able to work. You had those who were now being able to work solely from home remote for the first time in a long time. A lot of people were um, blessed to be able to stay at home, not happen to beat that traffic, not happen to try to figure out what they needed to wear, not having to necessarily be in sometimes a toxic environment, a toxic workplace environment where they're trying to show up and be the best employee they can be, but also happen to battle the politics of the um, workplace environment. So this coronavirus provided an atmosphere for a lot of fortunate persons that they didn't have to go back into the office. And then on top of that, they were still able to carry out the duties of their of their job from the comfort of their homes. And yet 
these were the same people, and I won't say y'all were the only ones, but these were some these were the people who were a part of what I call the the riot, the 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 pitchfork gang, who were going around and belittling and berating persons who were collecting unemployment, saying that this these people were now somehow lazy because they were collecting unemployment that was due to them, due to furloughs, furloughs, due to layoffs, due to even like firings, because people like, you know, just some companies out there saying, you know, we just can't do it. We just can't do it. And even if we are gonna operate, now we have to operate at a, at a level where it may just be a, a very small few of us, especially like small um, small businesses or family businesses. And then, you know, you had some businesses that were um, knowledgeable enough or fortunate enough to be recipients of the PPP loans. And we're not even going to touch on that because I'm I'm not even here from that. <laughs> not even going to touch on the PPP loans because that's, that's an, another another segment for another time. I don't even know if that's going to be something that I'm interested in even talking about or tackling right so started seeing a lot of people via social media talking about people who are collecting unemployment saying things such as oh now you're you're, you're getting this 600 800 every two weeks or whatever you should be able to start a business oh you should be able to um do this or do that so basically now you're you're, you're policing people who had never been able to make a livable wage before and even now you're even policing people who this what what they're collecting as, as unemployment is below what they were making on uh their their usual nine to five you're on here policing people about the money that is really guaranteed to them because you know that's what the company pays into that's why they pay, pay their insurance you know, what I mean, that's why you're paying your taxes. You're paying into something. So in the in, in the event that you, God forbid, that you would lose your job for whatever reason that is outside of your own, you don't have to starve. You can still take care of yourself. And if you have other if you have dependents that you that you're able to take care of them as well. The the conversation started to be the same one that we hear depending on the you know I me mean, the, the demographics of of your um social circle i'm going to say that and the demographics of your social media and not just demographics talking about ethnicity or race but also mindset education mm -hmm, um empathy as well and um experience so depending on those things it reminded me of the conversation that people have around tax time how we how there are people still policing the way that others choose to utilize the funds that they get back from their taxes, which again, come from you working. <laughs> I, I'm really trying to understand why society, why we as a society are bothered by the perks if if you want because that's really how you all are treating this and I, i'm i'm and if it doesn't apply to you please don't take the 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 plural form of me saying you all or y'all personal so if you know that this 
particular conversation doesn't apply to you. And not even necessarily that I need you to agree with what I'm saying, but the narrative that is being put out there is one, is a dangerous one. And it's a dangerous one because there is going to come a time because, you know, I feel like I'm jumping ahead of myself, but it's my podcast. I can do what I want to do. There is going to come a time when people are going to go back to work and you're going to have recruiters and you're going to have employers looking at that, that gap history, especially all now that has gone on. And they're going to be asking questions about what will well, ex- explain, you know, because they always want you to explain gaps in history, in your employment history. Like they don't understand that things, you know, life happens, but whatever. And there are going to be some prejudices held against those of you who were still collecting unemployment. The narrative is is changing. I've never heard so much negativity around unemployment like I like I've heard here. And it has I mean what it just it has just become a year. And mind you, a lot of what New York and California were probably the first two, I want to say like the New England side and California were probably the first states that as soon as the coronavirus hit and they were thinking and they were knowing they were having to shut down um, businesses and things of that nature, they were one of the first ones to go ahead and start implementing unemployment to those who were affected. The state of Florida, which I know, which I know is guapped up. Florida definitely has is 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 rich in funding. Was the very last state to drop the unemployment benefits. As a matter of fact, Florida was gaining <laughs> was making money accrue I know over like 200% interest. So Florida was actually making money. The Department of Labor was actually making money off of the money that that was in, that that is set aside to dispense out to persons who are in need of unemployment benefits. So it really hasn't necessarily been a full year for some states that they have been actively dispensing out the new um, sets of unemployment benefits. And you mean to tell me in under a year or right at a year, we as a society, as humans, found the time to be outraged that people for the first time were making a livable wage. And and, and just under a year, it really didn't even take a year. It was really a couple of months. All type of memes, all type of articles. And in Alabama, because I have a lot of experience with that, in Alabama and Florida, both, because I'm in between the two, in Alabama and Florida, when I tell you the narrative, the conversations are all around calling people lazy, oh, people don't want to work, oh, um, businesses are happen to shut down extra days during the week due to low staff. And it's like, but you have to look at it and say, hey, for the first time, a lot of these people in these areas are making a livable wage off of unemployment. They're coming into your facility 40 hour plus sometimes a week, busting their butts, giving their all supposed to be showing up on time. You want as an employer, a lot of you want a lot and you want to give a little. 
$7.25 is not a lot. Even, even for those of you thinking that $10 an hour, that's not a lot for 40, for 40 hours a week. And, and you're expecting on time. You're expecting courtesy. You're expecting loyalty. You're expecting discipline. You're expecting um, happy. You're expecting all of these things, yet you're paying under $12 an hour, under $15 an hour. $15 an hour is just enough. It really is. It's just enough. And for those of you who are complaining about people being able to make 15 in the words of Princess Black, just say that you that you mad because you underpaid and shut up. If now fast food restaurants can now somehow find the money to start paying people 13, 14, and 15 dollars an hour to get them to come back into the workforce, what the hell was stopping them from paying that? pre-COVID what was stopping them for paying these same wages I'm just going to say if anybody can afford to pay somebody 15 and up it's McDonald's if anybody can afford to pay somebody $15 and up it's it's McDonald's think about it McDonald's only makes a commercial when it has some new uh, product coming out other than that McDonald's don't have to make a commercial it's, it's, it has done what it needs to do. So how many Chick-fil-A commercials do you really see? The last time I believe Chick-fil-A made a commercial when they came out with their macaroni and cheese. And I'm, and, and, and I'm not throwing Chick-fil-A into this conversation because Chick-fil-A does what it needs to do as far as how it pays its employees and how it treats its employees. So please don't confuse me you utilizing them as an example of not needing to advertise as an employer who does not take care or appreciate or properly compensate their employees. And for those of you making the the, the, the uh, argument, oh, well, small businesses can't afford to pay um, more because then it would, uh, they would have to raise the prices and things of that nature. Okay, but when people make more than they can afford to to <laughs> pay at the higher price, honey. And when you're saying, oh, well, people like to shop at certain places because, you know, it's cheaper. Why? Oh, because they don't make that much. Why? Because they're not being paid enough. And the fact that it took something like this and and it's crazy because this wasn't even necessary like a protest against going back to employers but somehow with people collecting unemployment and not um wanting to go to low low paying jobs i have seen a rise and increase of wages at fast food restaurants in the area and you and you can you can chime in you can um comment or email me or however or you can at me on things you can at me on instagram at the prim fro and let me know um or you, you know dm me whatever the case may be on, on instagram at the prim fro you can let me know if you've seen some increases in your area i saw on social media i know that some of you who are social media watchers have seen the advertisement for the mcdonald's in and i think it's in north carolina honey they started people off at 18 dollars an hour in an attempt to get more people to come and fill out an application and come work. 
Why has it taken so long for you to do this? If you can afford to do it now in the middle of a pandemic, and let me tell you something, it's still a pandemic. It ain't, it ain't wind down. This ain't wind down. <laughs> Just because they, they give out a vaccine, mm-mm, it has not wind down. So if you can afford to increase the wages in the middle of a pandemic, can you afford to increase the wages pre-COVID? What was what was the issue? Please tell me what had what had been the issue? I'm I'm truly trying to to understand why are Americans so upset and this is the other thing that is that is crazy to me like the like people really have on crazy goggles people celebrating breaking their goddamn backs for organizations that if you were to pass the hell out right now and be over in the hospital they would go on without you They would go on without you and, 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 and replace you. But you are breaking your backs 40 hours a week. I still feel like that's that's too much to be to be working. My God. Multiple people working 40 hours a week at one location. That's that's a lot of time and effort and energy that you are devoting to an organization that if you were to drop dead right now, you would not be as missed as you think you would be because baby it's still gonna go on but you have people out there glamorizing and glorifying oh well i was in this group and this gentleman made the point of know your self-worth don't go somewhere that's that's looking to pay you an impoverished wage and this was in a um now hiring group on on facebook and the post basically said because the uh, administrators um, deleted it because, I mean, the post got so much, many comments. And it's the crazy thing is I had never seen that many people actively comment on a post in this group until someone had the gall to stand up and just simply tell the truth and say, hey, know your self-worth. Don't accept a job that you know is, is going to pay you beneath your effort, your worth, and what you need to survive. 725. $10. Hell, $12 is not cutting. At $12, if you're a single person, you have to have some type of a roommate. What, what we are seeking for persons is this freedom. Freedom and the ability to be the person you want to be. Socioeconomic freedom is essential to one living and, 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 and becoming that full person whom they want to be. When people are, are allowed to create the lifestyle that they are visualizing, that they are looking to manifest, I guarantee you, you will see an increase in more empathy than you would in, in, in poverty, than you would in crime, than you would in undereducation, than you would in um, failed relationships, than you would in, in single parent households. Debate me if you want. 
But you can't tell me that when you are able to pre to provide for oneself and your family, tell me that doesn't make you feel happy. You as a person, does it not make you feel happy when you're able to provide for yourself as opposed to when something, okay, prime example. Yeah, it sucks when your car breaks down, but it doesn't suck as bad because you have the money to pay for it versus it sucks hella bad when your car breaks down and you, and you don't have it. You don't have it. Now, looking at it in terms like that, think about that as someone who is constantly making below a livable wage. The car is always broke down and they always don't have it. They're always trying to move money around to make lemons out of beets. B-E-E-T-S. Think of it in that terms. I know a lot of people say, oh, well, these are supposed to be starter jobs and this, that, and the other. Okay, but not everyone has the education. Not everyone has the support. Not every not everyone has that to excel at this time. But I tell you one thing, if you would give, when, when, when you provide a livable wage for a person to begin to become uh, more fiscally free, then perhaps they, they, they do have that to move on to something else. But then it has to be provided. And please don't even get me started on jobs that require you to have a degree who still want to pay you around $31,000 a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Want you to have experience and a degree and still want to pay you under four, still want to pay you really under $50,000. Let's, let's, let's go there if we're going to go there. And we're talking about, oh, it's supposed to be for low-skilled and, you know, education. Stuff. Okay, then. So those of us who are educated who are experienced and still there are organizations who want to pay us under $50,000. We, we too should be disgruntled. And maybe that's why we are so quick to be a part of this, this bashing bandwagon that these big organizations and these, and these governors and these, um, Small business owners are on with trying to bash people here, trying to call them lazy. You're calling them everything, call them crazy, call them lazy, call them stingy, call them selfish, all these things. And so they're saying, you know what? Let's give them a, a livable wage and see the reaction that we get. As a waitress, your livelihood shouldn't have to come from tips. You work at this job. Why don't your job pay you pay you what they what they need to pay you? Why do you have to go above and beyond when there are things going on at home or in your life? You got to come to work and suck it up so that you can make sure that you're putting on this face so that you you, you can make that extra money that you need for for your life for survival. Same thing in any other type of a service position. Why are you having to apply for jobs that you still have to depend on the the kindness of someone else in order for you to to, to make what you need to make to to pay your bills? 
Doesn't that sound crazy? Am I the only one that... Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm hearing something different. Maybe, maybe my point of view is skewed. Maybe my angle that I'm looking in on is, 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 is a little jaded. I don't know. I don't think so. But at the same time, you all who are going around here bashing people for collective unemployment for reasons beyond them and, the, and, and, and these persons going from receiving a livable wage are not in a rush to run back out and struggle. Y'all think y'all right. I mean, so hell. But just to put a little bit of facts behind some, well, I'm, I'm speaking facts, but I'm, I'm, also, I'm, I'm speaking facts. I'm also speaking from a, a passionate place because I really need for us to understand at this point in time, black people, I'm, 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 I need you to hear me. I want everybody to hear me, but I'm gonna call them out black people. My beautiful, beautiful black people. The way for us to progress in these United States of America is through socioeconomics. We're not going to get it through this whole civil rights thing. That ain't our way. And it's been proven here as of late. Those, those privileges are for everyone except for black Americans. And I'm just going to say it what it is and say it how it is. The proof is in the pudding. I'm not telling any lies. If you don't like it, like my old pastor used to say, tear it out if you want. But listen, the, the truth is the truth is the truth, honey. It's not going to change just because you don't like it. But for black people and for those of you who want to live in harmony, our way for that to 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 happen has to has to be through socioeconomics. We have to have equity so that all can have that lifestyle that they need to be free. Because if you don't want somebody coming into your neighborhood and tearing it down or breaking into your home, then that's probably meaning that they don't have resources where they are, correct? So if we can somehow be able to get those resources, those economical resources in every neighborhood, I'm pretty sure we're going to see a, dec a, a decrease in inhumane and criminal activity. I'm pretty sure of that. I'm pretty sure. So socioeconomics is, 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 is an issue, is a goal for all of us. Because when, when it helps to uplift a marginalized group because you know politics society american society loves using that term when it helps to uplift a marginalized group and that could be black that could be brown that could be female immigrant when it helps to uplift a marginalized group there is a true increase in stability okay okay so in 2018, the average salary in the United States was $31,133. That averages out to $14.96 an hour. 34 million people were living below the poverty line in 2019. In 2019, the average uh, salary was $35,977, roughly $17.29 an hour. And I guarantee you, those are jobs that require some type of higher education, some type of certification. Guarantee you that. 
Statista.com. Um, and again, at the be at the, let me pause for a little bit. At the beginning of the podcast of this conversation, I did state that money is relative to where you live. States like Oregon, California, New York, Washington, Connecticut, Ohio, higher cost of living, right? So, yeah, you can say, okay, well, the average income, you know, income for that, that's pretty good. Yeah, if you're living in the Mississippi, yeah, if you're living in the Arkansas, yeah, if you're living in Georgia, and that's changing, yeah, if you're living in Alabama. But if you're living in a state where the cost of living is higher, it's, it's the equivalent to you being in a Georgia and the minimum wage is five fifteen, honey. The federal minimum wage is seven twenty five. Georgia Georgia actually is still at five fifteen, but they have to abide by the federal law at seven twenty five. You understand what I'm saying? So. With the average rent, according to Statista.com, in February of 2021, is $11.24. So I broke that down to you have to make roughly $40,464 per year, averaging in because you know you got to make three times your rent. So you need to bring in at least $3,372 a month. How many persons are bringing that, are bringing that in? that are living in impoverished states, cities, neighborhoods, and communities. And then even those who are living in rural areas, who are educated, but the quality of jobs geared towards their education are limited and few and far in between. And they are having to take on jobs that have absolutely nothing to do with the work and the skill set and the experience they have put in and the time and the money because degrees aren't free. Even the scholarship one, somebody paid for that. Might, Might not have been you, but somebody paid for it. Nothing's free. I simply need for us to practice the art of empathy as much as we practice the art of berating, belittling, and just ignorance. If one of us or a group of us has the opportunity to gain a better footing, to gain a better footing in the equity that is America, the rest of us should be there cheering them on. Because guess what? We're next. We're next up at bat. Because if they can do it, that means that we can do it. Let's help them get to where they need to be so that then we too in turn can get to... Just as much as as, as um, service workers... Grocery store, fast food, gas station, hospitality. Just as much as they they should be demanding an increase. We who are skilled, meaning you have some type of certification or degree, 
to to verify your your level set of of your profession we should also be demanding because if we can get them to 15 that means that and that's and, and think about it now we are getting them to a livable wage when i when we're not we're not getting them to some wage that's going to make them rich instantaneously you understand we're we're simply pushing to get them to a livable wage so that we with all that comes along with being um, educated, because you got to pay for that. Again, I said unless you you got a scholarship, so that we can can get to that level where we can we can comfortably pay for what we've worked so hard for. And also a, a, another close um, social media friend of mine, sister friend of mine, Princess Black. Shout out to her. Um, follow her on Instagram um, at Black Loud Proud. She also has um, a podcast called Straight Yak. That's Y-A-K, straight yet. She says that no one wants to work for an employer 40 plus hours a week and not be able to afford a vacation to the Maldives at least once a year. At least once a year. You're busting your ass. You're giving up your time. Do you know you spend more time at work awake than you do at home? I said, do you know you spend more time awake, your eyes are open at work than you do at home during the week anyway? I mean, hell, and, and you put in 40 hours a week at work. Take away eight, eight hours if you get an eight-hour lunch break. That's still 32 hours awake. I really need for us to put the energy that we're putting on persons who are collecting unemployment. We need to put that energy on these employers, local, state, and federal government. Come together, create uh, a camaraderie support and uplift it is truly factual that you give what you get and if you can stand in support of someone else getting the things that they deserve to be able to provide for themselves and or their family my god I guarantee your turn is next why not now petition and stand and fight and voice and speak and unify for the socioeconomic of the future? We always want to say, oh, we want to do right. Well, do right. Stop belittling. Start, start getting thankful that it wasn't you whose job was affected. And start getting supportive for the things that matter. Stop calling people lazy and start looking at the whole situation. Stop glorifying working 40 plus hours a week just to make ends meet. Working two, three, four, five jobs and you still ain't rich? That, that's not crazy to you? I thought the whole point of you having extra jobs was to have a whole lot of money. And you still struggling? Make it make sense. Who, who are you really mad at? 
you place you're placing the blame and the anger on the wrong people. I appreciate you for tuning in. I sincerely hope that this particular segment sparks a conversation amongst you with with your people and I hope that you're able to gain a different perspective. And I don't need you to agree. I just need you to just to think. Stretch the mind a little bit. Just stretch the mind a bit and, and, and incorporate some empathy in there. I don't need you to sympathize with anyone because sympathy doesn't do anything. Empathizing evokes action, which creates change. This is AP. It has been my pleasure to share my thoughts. And I hope going forth, you're able to invoke some change. If not in others, if only for yourself. And that's all I can ask for. Remember, make a plan, take action, set up shop, go get it. Peace.